0: able to drop another episode within the same month for this podcast with your host, Austin Bankhead, A double B. It's not possible sometimes because of my schedule and my responsibilities as a parent um, and as a worker for the state of Washington. Sometimes it gets difficult And that wouldn't be possible today without a little bit of technology and time. Technology has grown so much in the past few years, and especially within the last few months. Like I said in my previous episode, sometimes paying money to do things that are your hobby and that you like to do just for fun periodically when you have the time it can be fleeting, it can be difficult. You pay subscriptions per month to sometimes not even do and use their platforms. But I must say, gaining back this application, this webpage has been great for me and for my family to do whenever I so please, like today. The technology, the web page, the app even is anchor.fm. If you're new to podcasting, I suggest you give it a search on Google, even in your Android phone or iPhone, is capable for both phone types and it's free. The most important thing, everybody, and possible podcast new podcast hosts, it is free. It's super simple to do on the phone like you're hearing right now. I am currently plugged in through my AirPods since I'm an Apple user and I am hitting the record button because I have the time while driving hands-free mind you to do a little bit of chatter some talk on a couple things that has transpired in the last few days in the NFL that I think may readily affect fantasy football in the months to come and it gives me the ability to share that with you because what's better to do a drive to do a long excursion than to talk through something keep your mind off the road and off the crazy drivers out there so if you ever are interested in doing podcasting, getting started don't have that special studio set up yet that you're hoping for all you need is your phone Maybe just some AirPods, headphones even, lined in headphones are fine. Maybe you don't want to do it on a car ride or whatever it may be, just because you're a little worried about staying hands-free. Well, I'm hands-free and I'm using Bluetooth, a Bluetooth headset, AirPods, if you will, if you must know, and sound quality may be a little bit different. I'm going to preface that for the listeners today. But if you're able to just quickly download that app, hit the record button, you can easily get a podcast started. There's a bunch of different transition sounds. There's ways to add sound bites and sound clips from previous episodes that you may have on your phone. And you can still use it on the computer. So anything saved on your computer that you've done previously and you want to add it to a new episode or reflect on a past one, you may easily drag and drop into their new episode page. It is that simple piece of cake. So, with that being said, I'm able to do this podcast today because I have time too. Currently, driving back from an early morning excursion on the east side of the state of Washington where it's currently like 98 degrees. Way too hot for me. Thankfully, I'm in AC. I'm able to do this with some sort of comfortableness. That's a big word for the day, everybody. So to reflect on some of the things that have happened in the NFL so far, there's a couple positions, maybe like three or four I'll give per position, just to reflect on a couple people that I'm a little bit worried about or not so worried about. So everyone else who's getting ready for their fantasy football draft within the next month or two, hopefully they're not in the same league as me, but just so everyone can have an idea of what's going on and what to expect. Now, I won't be able to give great context to my takes. They're just dry takes, uh, empty calorie takes. There's not any uh, stats with it per se, um, just a lot of reflection and how it will translate into the new year. So, with that being said, I will get started with the QB position. We're going to start off in the quarterback position with a couple obvious ones. I'm going to go in too great a detail; just some off the surface, off the top of the head, ones that everyone should kind of be aware of and probably should take a step back on or jump in with both feet uh, this coming year. Let's start with Deshaun Watson. He's no longer with the Houston Texans. He's now a Cleveland Brown. Some who have been paying attention to the news and has since gone quiet, but those that remember... He is seeing or seeking or having others seek civil lawsuits against him for (laughs) misconduct in terms of masseuses and things of that nature uh, while still being employed with the Houston Texans. And since then, there has been, at the time of this recording, no. uh, there's been no end in sight to when there will be a final decision with how he will be suspended or not suspended, what the Cleveland Browns are going to be doing if he is suspended, Um, civil suits aside and all, what the NFL is going to do with him, it's all up in the air. So anyone that is a pass catcher for the Cleveland Browns because of the fact that Baker Mayfield is now gone Deshaun Watson being a new talent coming into the team, into the system. They have nobody else that gets me super excited for the new year. They had just gained Amari Cooper. Now it looks like his stock in terms of talent and in dynasty terms are now plummeting as we speak. Or as I speak, I should say. All the talent in the world over on that side is now on the shoulders of Nick Chubb and maybe a little bit of Kareem Hunt. For me in that team and processing all that goes with that organiza- organization, only one of consequence that I will be willing to place on my team, redraft team this coming year, Nick Chubb and possibly about maybe 10% of it to Kareem Hunt, depending on how I set up my team, in the upcoming drafts but for everybody else sean watson and the cleveland browns overall are a big stay away next let's go to the san francisco 49ers let's go with jimmy g jimmy garoppolo so jimmy garoppolo probably better known for being a streamer type of quarterback uh trey lance was drafted third round last year sorry not third round third pick last year in the And as of this recording, it looks like 49ers have told Jimmy G and his camp that they can seek a trade. So that's good news for all of us in the fantasy football hobby land, I should say, I guess. Jimmy G, there wasn't much, I don't want to say talent, but there wasn't a, a big ceiling with him. And most of who share the same kind of mind process with What kind of quarterbacks I like to have on my team in dynasties or in redraft, it does not matter. I prefer the mobile quarterbacks because they get you just as many points as a running back when they run. 10 yards is a one point. They score a touchdown on the ground. Depending on your league setup, it could be six points, especially if in your league that they have passing touchdowns is four. So a mobile quarterback helps sway the tide a lot more, and gaining a bit more of an edge over your opponents, uh, especially if they have someone that's more of a pocket-based quarterback, like a Matt Ryan, a Aaron Rodgers, even a Tom Brady for certain. And guys, even like you can now place Dak Prescott probably in that category, especially after that injury he sustained uh, not too long ago with his ankle. So having a mobile quarterback makes things larger in preference of ceiling, which means to me, giddy up to Trey Lance. He has the risk with new system still, still learning it. He's now given the whole reins of things. So there's probably going to be ups and downs. But if you're willing to wait on quarterback and not take him in the first five, looking for Trey Lance in the rounds eight through 10 range, I think will be totally acceptable and doable. We still don't know where Jimmy G is going, but there's not many teams available. You got Seattle Seahawks with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. There's no way he's going to back to the Patriots because of their quarterback room being set with Mac Jones and company. There was rumor that Tampa Bay was looking for a successor to Tom Brady. So there's still an option there. And let's not forget that we got the Cleveland Browns with the potential loss of Deshaun Watson. And now Baker Mayfield, now no longer with the organization. We may have to think, and there is speculation, that Cleveland may have to figure out a competent quarterback that they're willing to place in there day in and day out, especially if Deshaun Watson is gone for the whole entire year. Now let's move to... Let's go to Baker, actually. Baker Mayfield was successfully traded to the Panthers for a fifth round pick. Now that quarterback room over there in Carolina is even more nasty than it was with just Sam Darnold there before. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and rookie Matt Corral. Matt Corral's probably not part of this equation, but the amount of picks that the Carolina Panthers have purged in order to gain Baker Mayfield or give up to get Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold on top of paying Sam Darnold his fifth year option and to only have no successful touchdown to interception ratio, I last checked that the interception and to touchdown ratio was higher uh, than it was the opposite. So more interceptions have been thrown with those two quarterbacks as your potential starters than touchdowns combined and it's pretty sad to say I am completely off of Carolina players unless that person is Christian McCaffrey and even then there's risk with that as well because of coming off a of back-to-back injury riddled seasons that have put them out for a good portion of those years. So there is of course risk with that team as a whole in the quarterback room. There is risk now with Christian McCaffrey, with the injury history now becoming more prevalent. And it hurts all of the pass catchers, DJ Moore, Terence Marshall, Robbie Anderson, all over there catching passes from Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield in the future. Aaron Rodgers, another quarterback want to mention. Aaron Rodgers now losing his number one option on offense. Devontae Adams swinging over to the Las Vegas Raiders. We and myself, they're all over the board. We're all over the board with what we think Green Bay is going to do this coming year. It seems pretty obvious that they're going to utilize Aaron Jones more. Their number one, their 1A, I should say, running back. Uh, And AJ Dillon, their 1B, their thumper type of running back. They're going to utilize them a bit more this year. They did go for a wide receiver in the draft. A little bit late, but they did. Nowhere near the same caliber talent level as Devontae Adams, of course. Barely any rapport over there anymore in the wide receiver room besides Alan Lazard. So look for Aaron Rodgers to take a massive dip down in my book in terms of production. And look for a potential big boost and the offense running through both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the next few months. Again, I will preface again, I am driving. So you hear clicks and little things rattling around. It's keys, it's blinkers, it's stuff in cup holders. But hey, it's more information, it's more talk. It's something to listen to for your guys' workday, or your outside activities, yard work, things of that nature, or lounging on a boat, even with the beautiful weather. Kudos to you, and let's continue on. Last final quarterback I wanna mention. It's kinda a two part. The departure of Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks puts a major hole in our quarterback room. Because everything is so close to chest, so quiet and so nonchalant with how Pete Carroll and company are looking to lead our team, the Seattle Seahawks, this year. I have no idea what to expect other than hope for the best. While Russell Wilson, it appears all wheels up for him and the talent level over there in Denver this year. Um, If you listen to the last episode, the mock draft episode with Keepers, uh, we My guest and I, Frank, did a a mock draft with some of our keepers from last year, and in round five, I took Russell Wilson um, to pretty much round out my starting core of players. We can, as Seattle fans, hate the situation and try to hate him as much as possible uh, for what he did and how unhappy he was and things of that nature, but... In the end of the day, it's a business. Fantasy football is about points. And with all the weapons around him and the talent and better offensive line and the willingness and the coaching staff, I don't see why we can't suspect Russell to have a bounce back year, maybe pushing near top eight potential in fantasy terms. And I am all for it. So that ends the QBs. Let's touch a little bit on some running backs. Now for running backs. Running backs that give me a little bit of chill, uncertainty. I will begin with Leonard Fournette. Some would think, why Leonard Fournette? That's that's easily a top a top 10 running back coming in to start the year, especially since there's people on that offense that are injured like Chris Godwin or that recently retired like Rob Gronkowski. And I say there's a little bit of worry and I have a little bit of worry in the back of my mind because of some information that recently came out, beat reporter or not about his weight. Now, the weight of Leonard Furnett has ping ponged around not once, but twice now in the past two, three, maybe even four years. And that's unsettling. Off season or not, coming in to do training camp the last two years being overweight, there is a rumor, and it's documented that this reporter claimed Lambeau Lenny came in at 260 pounds, 260 pounds for a running back. That's a red flag to me. And then unless, unless he is able to successfully drop weight and continue that grind and that that mindset to get back to the Super Bowl. Right now, if we were to draft right now, there's no way I would take him. I will let everybody else waste that mid, early, second round pick on him at 260 pounds while I snag somebody that is younger with all the talent still in the world, like a, jo- not a Jonathan Taylor. I apologize. <laughs> a Javante Williams, for instance. So after Lambo Lenny, another running back that kind of worries me is J.K. Dobbins. I have a couple friends that support my hobby in the pod. They are also friends of mine outside. They are also league mates. Uh, so I'm in multiple leagues. And one in particular is a very big, die-hard Ravens fan. But J.K. Dobbins, man, it's not looking great for me either there. Granted, one of the most recent uh, Ian Rappaport tweets claims that he has no source, coming from the horse's mouth himself, Dobbins, that... Dobbins may not even be ready for week one. He may not even suit up because of the ACL injury and the timeline of it. Dobbins fired back and claimed that that is not true. And that he'd be ready for week one and he will suit up. Now, given the nature of the injury and the kind of room, the running back room that the Ravens do have, I'm going to be a little bit timid drafting him, especially if he's in the round two, three range you would have to follow the round four or five to me uh, for me to even use and think of using that pick on him especially if I've already gained running backs in the previous rounds easily would gladly take him as a third running back on my depth chart but not as one of my ones and twos not a one or two for me it has to be a three or four Um, just because you got a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson who takes away a lot of touches from the running back room and it's just as effective. Uh, again, coming off of the injury and the fact that pass-catching running backs also make a lot of points in uh, are very hard to come by, but are necessary in terms of fantasy football. Because again, we're all about points. Another part, Lamar Jackson does not throw to running backs. he rather just tuck and run and get the possessions and get the yards himself. So on top of being injured and on top of having... The court, or the running back room with Gus Edwards coming back, they brought in Mike Davis, who was cut from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And I believe they even drafted a running back um, in this 2021 or 2022 draft. Uh, it's not looking super promising for Dobbins right out the gate. That's why I'm a little timid. Now, a couple of running backs that I'm excited for Uh, that may have not had a clear shot last year due to situation or injury. I'm all in super excited to see what the Jacksonville Jaguars do with Travis Etienne. Uh, If you don't remember, Travis Etienne was a college teammate of Trevor Lawrence. So they got rapport there from the last three, four years that they were at Clemson. Uh, They were also drafted in the same year, first round, both of them uh last year i believe um fortunately travis Etienne suffered a list frank injury to his foot and that put him out for the whole year and they put him on ice um the Jacksonville jaguars had the up and down season with terrible coaching and then the eventual firing of their coach um uh, so now they got a new regime there they purchased every single wide receiver you can think of for high dollar high dollar money and changed And changed the market for wide receiver dollars. Um, So there's weapons all around Lawrence. Etienne is supposedly healthy. He's looking good in practice. And uh, I can't see where the Jackson Jaguars end up with the same kind of record as they did last year. Especially with a team that needs to be playing from behind or is going to be playing from behind. I see a lot more passes being thrown, which means potential more points. Um, for individuals like Christian Kirk and for, of course, Travis Etienne, like I mentioned a minute ago. Yes, that adds a little bit more risk um, because there's potential for, you know, the negative plays like fumbles and interceptions. But no one can predict those. Positive passing downs, positive passing situations, most of the time lead to positive variances and points for us as fantasy football players. Another running back that I am pretty confident in this coming year that I think got a lot of heat and was let down a lot last year, and that's DeAndre Swift. I personally have DeAndre Swift and a Dynasty League. The talent's all the way there, the organization's in a rebuild. It's not the flashiest situation. But in terms of bounce back that I'm on board with, very similar to the Jacksonville Jaguars is the Detroit Lions. They had a really good draft this year. They grabbed rookies to start over new. Talented rookies. they redone their O-line. And like I mentioned before, they also have gone out and got weapons for Derek Goff's disposal. Their defense has taken a bit of a hit. So natural game script is going to be in the favor of passes, which means it's going to be more opportunity for the pass catchers to actually score some points, like DeAndre Swift, who is a pass catching back. He may lose a couple of downs in the red zone if they ever get there, but my bread and butter and how I like to figure out the guys I want on my team are ones that can catch passes and uh, eventually break, have a breakaway run that can lead to a touchdown on its own, and not be. Stuffed at the one yard line over and over and over again. So with that being said, with running backs, the next fun position to talk about, wide receivers. Wide receivers I'm excited for. First off, pretty simple. Who can't be excited for the wide receivers that are out of Denver? Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. They got a throwing quarterback, an accurate quarterback, and one that seems to want to take the roof off of things, now joining his new team. That's wheels up for both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Granted, that's going to obviously fluctuate their ADPs, their average draft positions coming up in redraft. But if you're a dynasty and had either of those two people saved up and Enjoyed the news of the Russell Wilson trade. I'm excited to think that points are going to be much in their future, which means that Denver, playing in that division, that high-powered division with Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, and Derek Carr now gaining a new weapon of his own, I can't see any way that that is going to just be fireworks in the near future. I gave two wide receivers that were positive for me. Let's try and do two wide receivers that I think are more on the negative side for me. More not really looking forward to taking them at their average draft positions. And they're actually on the same team as, as well. And that's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill came over this year. Uh, I don't even believe in a trade. I just think he just ended up getting paid a lot more than what Kansas City was going to offer. Tyreek goes from a Patrick Mahomes and a more high-powered, going-to-throw-it-all-the-time offense and in a more high-powered vision. to more of a slower pace, hold the ball, run the ball a bit more with Miami and gaining quarterback Tua tonga Loa. He not only has the, the type of run game, thought process, and run first offense in play, but he also has a contradicting teammate on the other side of him with Jalen Waddell. Jalen Waddell being drafted last year, coming from Alabama, an ex-teammate, Tua. Them gaining rapport near the second half of the year last year, and now throwing Tyreek Hill into the mix. Tyreek Hill being a, a first-round draft draft, for the last three four years since patrick mahomes has come into the nfl those days are over for tyreek they are the same player in my eyes they both are quick twitch slot guys that love to catch the ball short off the line or deep down the field and use their legs to gain the extra yards tua and patrick mahomes are two completely separate quarterback talents I think you can drop Tyreek Hill way off the round one uh, tier to more middle to late round two early round three and I have no idea where Waddle is going now probably even better bet is to maybe taking Waddle even later at his current ADP than wasted on a talent brand new talent from Tyree Hill coming over to Miami this year and learning a new system another wide receiver of course this one's fairly simple but he also joined a new team and I think he's going to take off or a left off and that's Devontae Adams fairly simple we're only going off ones that are kind of more obvious again not a lot of thought process with this just something to kind of pass the time on my car drive And sorry that's not what you're looking for. Well, hey, shoot me a message. I have Facebook. Shoot me a message if you have a question that you'd rather pick my brain about that I may not have asked or may not have said in the recording today. Devontae Adams now joining Las Vegas. Um, Rejoining his college quarterback, Derek Carr. And... The rapport, I would guess, would be right where they left off in college. And yes, there are more weapons over there for the Raiders. But if you look at it like this, with the lack of talent or lack of weapons that are over in Green Bay and the success he had with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, it seems to me that it would be wheels up for him in an offense that is already clicking, an offense that already has weapons around. Defenses are not going to know who to guard. They can't just stack boxes against Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. They cannot double team Aaron. Uh, they can't double team Devonte Adams only. They'll have uh, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller out running routes for them as well. So pick your poison, defense. You're going to have a real hard time stopping the Las Vegas Raiders this year. And again, in another high-powered division with. Tash Mahomes, Herbs, and Russell Wilson now joining Denver. Points and passes are going to have to be uh, scored and thrown in order to keep games close. That division is going to be awesome. I'd actually rather be watching those games this year than the Seattle Seahawks, to be fair. And I will give one more kind of timid wide receiver. Um, and it, it's it's more of is last year an outlier and was it just one season that happened to click and is there going to be the same kind of connection this upcoming year Um, and this individual did not switch teams that's Mike Evans Mike Evans again kind of dry hot takey maybe Mike Evans to me came on strong the second half of the year, and a lot of it due to the inside game of Chris Godwin and their pass catchers with Rob Gronkowski also on the inside. Chris Godwin is gone for at least the first six games of the year because of his ACL injury. He's sustained in the playoff game against the Rams before the Super Bowl, and Rob Gronkowski is gone. With Leonard Fournette now in the 260-pound range, And them a little disgruntled, I'm sure, I bet, with just the attitude from him coming into the offseason, into training camp. There's not a lot of pass catchers over there that have the rapport, like Mike Evans does, with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT. We're currently playing still. Will he be able to get it done? He probably will. But that just means to me that all the defense is going to hone in on the inside game and take away Mike Evans and the double team a lot easier to defend than, say, the brand new rookie tight end, Cade Otten, Um, while still also trying to defend and learn the system with the new running back, um, Rashad White, coming from Arizona State this year in the draft. There's not a lot of pieces that are comforting right now, to say the least, and making me think that Mike Evans is going to be worth that round two draft draft season. Especially with all the pieces gone and all the new pieces that are there so I'm a little uncertain but take that what it is not saying I might not have them on my team but maybe not right at the beginning of the year that was wide receivers and now let's finish up with tight end This is a small list, given that most who play understand that every year it seems that it's the same five individuals that end up coming on top to end the year in terms of tight end one, two, three, four, five category. Some that would be if they were wide receiver placing in the top 10, top 15, if they weren't a tight end. And it's all over the board again for the most part this year. So, a few that are, we're going to dig deeper. Since I said the Titans kind of self explanatory, it's small, everyone picks the same five. I'm going to pick a few, say, two lower of the pool kind of talents that have everything in their favor that could possibly touch the top five. Let's start with Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He recently signed a <clears throat> he re- recently re- uh, signed a tenor with them and could not get a deal done in the offseason, so he's playing under a franchise tag. The Dallas Cowboys are going in a bit of a switch up in terms of their identity in the passing game. Amari Cooper's gone. Dallas, uh, not Dallas. Um, Gallup is gone for the first six Pride games, just just, just like Chris Godwin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's hard to tell, but because of when he sustained his ACL injury, much like Chris Godwin very close to the end of the year, there seems to be a lot of speculation that he's going to start week one and be suited up, which leaves CeeDee Lamb, of course, and then new blood like Jalen Tolbert, and old faces like Ezekiel Elliott, and who I think is a sleeper running back this year, Tony Pollard. Not a lot of pass catching weapons for Dallas and for Dak Prescott to start the year. So I look to Dalton Schultz to make a quick run in the first six games, to hold true and probably outdo his ADP wherever it is going to be going to start the new year. Another person, another tight end that switched teams last year and during that switch maintained a great rapport with this new quarterback and I believe surprised a lot of people who I think is going to still do decent and could very well touch top five caliber is Zach Ertz. We know that Zach Ertz came from Philadelphia uh, shortly after a trade was done when they decided to not pay him and they went full full bore for uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, since then the Eagles have gained another wide receiver. They look a little bit healthier um, and there's another there's just more pass catchers over there, so Dallas Cowder, Gall- to me, doesn't quite fit the mold of reaching top five caliber unless there's an injury. But Zach Ertz, though, much like the Dallas Cowboy situation with uh, Don Schultz, Zach Ertz, for the most part, has not a lot of uh, pass catchers right alongside him either. Christian Kirk. Arizona Cardinals, can't remember where Zach Ertz is now. Christian Kirk recently signed a deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am not sure at the time of this recording where A.J. Green is at. But his dusty wide receiver self is real no competition. Chase Edmonds, old running back for them, has signed with the Miami uh, Dolphins for a pretty hefty two-year deal. Another pass catcher out of the, of the situation, out of the mold, fold. And their main wide receiver that they had last year in a trade, I believe, maybe even two years ago, um, DeAndre Hopkins, is suspended for six games as well. Or he's not going to be playing six six games. He's suspended. I'm I'm sorry. He's suspended six games because he supposedly tested positive for PEDs. And uh, he's not going to fight uh, that ruling. He's going to play it out. Sit it out, I should say. Um... New wide receiver gained in the um, trade uh, during the draft this year was Marquise Brown. So new blood coming in um, to try and mesh with Kyler Murray. Zach Ertz and um, James Conner, for the most part, are just about it for pass catchers that Kyler knows and has used readily uh, last year. So that have rapport with him. So look for Zach Gertz to outdo his ADP real quick, given the uh, landscape of the pass-catching core around him. And let's see what kind of happens with Arizona this year once DeAndre Hopkins comes back uh, and see if that maintains, see if they take another leap. Uh, with that being said, let's figure out where... The Seattle Seahawks are going to end the year. So the division the Seattle Seahawks are in is with the San Francisco 49ers, with the Arizona Cardinals, and it's with the LA Rams Super Bowl champs. It's not looking very good for us guys. We need some fireworks to happen. We need some big news to drop. We need some big injuries to happen to opponents of other divisions. Let's keep our heads up. Let's hope for the best. Let's uh, go into the year um, still competing uh, and hopefully push for playoffs. I know there's probably a whole bunch of other people I could have mentioned. Maybe some rookies in this year that I'm excited for, not excited for. Um, I will leave that for another episode, maybe with a guest. Um, maybe reflect on some of the players that were going in the mock draft in another episode as well. And but for now, that's all for me, your host, A.B. Uh, this is Under the Radar Fantasy, and I'll catch you in the next episode.